Well, good morning, everybody. I got a question for you. What is the Issachar anointing? And why is it so important for us to understand the times that we're in? Well, we're going to talk about just that here at The Remnant today. Let's go.
everybody. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. What a powerful time in worship this morning. Uh, I certainly needed it. I don't know about you. Uh, it's been one of those weeks, you know, it's just been a, a week where the enemy has been trying to attack me in, in my mind and I've been rebuking him as Jesus did. You ever have that happen where the, the enemy just tries to mess with your thoughts? Anyways, you know what? The devil's a liar and we press ahead in victory because we know that God, Jesus Christ, is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I'm just thankful that we're able to join together. You know, last week, and I think this is this is part of it. For many years, I was a pastor of a church, maybe two, three hundred people would come every week. And the Lord expanded our territory about two and a half, three years ago. I was on the radio in Los Angeles for many years, uh, but God did something very uh, big that only he could do. It wasn't through marketing or anything that we did. He just started opening doors that only he could open. And that's brought us to where we are today. And I'm very, very humbled by that. And I don't take it lightly. Uh, last week, we had 100,000 people watch the service. And with that, that's a blessing. And there were many people that were saved and some powerful things that are happening. Uh, but there also uh, is a lot of people that are you know, attacking the ministry. And, and so please just keep us in prayer. Um, our heart is to speak the entirety of the word of God in this hour boldly and uh, to, to, to pray. And we believe in the full counsel of God. And uh, we, we're not going to not talk about certain areas because uh, they, they say that there's, you know, uh, hate speech or whatever the Southern Poverty Law Center, some of these organizations from the left try to label biblical Christianity. We are going to stand firm like a lion and a general, we're going to stand firm uh, on the entirety of the word of God. We're going to preach marriage between a man and a woman. I don't care if it, at some point it gets me arrested. That's the way God intended it to be. Uh, we're going to pray uh, and believe that God is going to move on our behalf despite what's going on in the world because the world looks pretty abysmal right now. And many people want to hang their heads low and you know, people feel like God has forgotten about us, but he hasn't forgot about us. God is still moving. He answers our prayers. He hears our prayers. And we're going to stand firm. You know, I always look at Nazi Germany and that guy Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a pastor there, and he was a voice in the wilderness. He was, he was crying out, letting people know what the Spirit of God was telling him, and not many people responded. And we often talk about how history tends to repeat itself. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Well, here we are in the Western world today. I know some of you are watching in Canada, some in Australia, some in the UK, other parts of the world, Israel, and of course here in the United States. Uh, but we see an infringement on our religious liberties and freedoms and our ability to speak the entirety of the word of God without being persecuted. Now, it's still persecution light compared to what people in China and North Korea and certain other places that, you know, in communist countries around the world. But it's definitely egregious and it's definitely concerning. And I believe we're at a pivotal point right now, a, a, a point of crossroads moment where either we're going to go one way or we're going to go another. And I believe this is the time that we need to stand more than ever at least in our generation. This is our generation's moment where what are we going to do? The world is watching and what is the church going to do? And I feel like the Lord has shined a spotlight on the church right now. I feel like God is saying, what is the church going to do? Because see, for a while we were looking at certain politicians and different things. And listen, I'm very active in the political arena. I was a supporter of President Trump in 2016 and 2020, very vocal about that. Uh, but ultimately, I really believe God gave us this time right now to put the spotlight on the church and say, what are you going to do? You know, because he's given us 
the authority, according to the word of God, to trample on scorpions and devils. He's given us the authority, according to the word of God, to pull down the strongholds. And so I believe that he wants the, the church to mature, uh, to come out from among them, uh, to create alternative ecosystems and really be set apart and not be in the Babylon system. So that's the 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 temperature of, of the situation that we're in right now is it's very hot. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of pressure spiritually. I know many of you are feeling it. Uh, but we are going to hold the line. We're going to stand firm. We're not going to cower. We're not going to cave. We're not going to back down. I do believe real Christians, if you're a real Christian, you're a follower of Christ, and you believe that the word of God is true. Listen, there's going to be slight variances in doctrine between one group and another group, but we have to come together on the 99%, you know, and, and you know, what I mean by doctrinal variance is some people believe that the tribulations, have, you know, here already. Some people believe that the rapture is going to happen tomorrow or very soon. Other people believe it's mid-trib. Other people believe it's post-trib. So that's a doctrinal variance. Does that keep you from going to heaven? I don't think so. I don't think so because it's not a game changer. It's just a, a theology. It's a belief and it's an understanding uh, that, that you feel uh, in your interpretation of what the scripture says. Now, there are certain areas that they're non-negotiable, like if Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. He's the only way. There's no other way to the Father except through the Son. The Bible is very clear about that. Uh, you know, another doctrinal variance, uh, for example, is if a woman should be a pastor or not. Some of you believe it's fine. Some of you believe it's not fine. Let's not get into the weeds over these doctrinal variances. There's only a few of them. But for the greater picture, if you're a real believer, I'm a real believer. We're authentic in our faith. We really do believe Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We've confessed with our mouth. We believe in our heart. We're saved. Let's not fight with each other over these little things. Let's instead look at the bigger picture of the spiritual battle that we're in right now, which is a big one. Uh, this is not a political battle. This is not any other type of battle. This is a spiritual battle. When they're talking about a man can be a woman, that's a spiritual battle. When they're talking about, uh, you know, obviously that's not true. A man can't be a woman. Uh, you know, when they're talking about marriage can be a man and a man or a woman and a woman or all these different things, they're trying to redefine. No, the Bible is very clear about that. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Uh, so the, these are, this is a spiritual thing where the, when we talk about abortion and the killing of the innocent, you know, people say that's a political matter. It's not a political matter. It's a spiritual matter. And that's why pastors, we have to be talking about this. If we're not, we're missing the big picture. We're, we're missing the battle that we're really in. The Bible says the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. So my encouragement to you is, you know, Let's get in the spirit of God this morning and get into his word. And we're going to talk about this very important subject, the Issachar anointing. Uh, this last week, I was just at the Road to Majority here in Nashville. I've been super busy meeting with a lot of people and hearing what many of the folks have to say and what the current environment is and what's going on in their mind. And so we'll discuss a little bit about that in the message today. But uh, it's been a long week. It's been a busy week. It's been a good week. I'm a little bit tired. And I, like I said earlier, it's been a battle in my mind because I think the enemy is trying to attack us. He opens more and more opportunities. The Lord opens more and more opportunities. The devil tries to attack, you know, and say, ah, this and that and get in our ear, you know. And so we have to really just say, get behind me, Satan. You're a liar. And realize, you know, he's just trying to mess with our mind. Has your mind been messed with lately? Are people messing with your mind? Is the devil messing with your mind? Is he trying to get you discouraged? Is he trying to get you down? Is he trying to get you depressed? I feel that's a spirit. That's a spiritual attack. 
And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So we go into the secret place and we pray and we say, Lord, give me the strength. Lord, give me the wisdom. Lord, give me this, give me the strategy. And we make it through in victory. Hallelujah. It's like that, that old time song, victory in Jesus, right? We have victory in Jesus, complete and total victory in Jesus Christ because we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So anyway, been a good week. No major announcements. Obviously, we're going to be going a bunch of places. I'm in uh, Charlotte this week. I'm in um, you know Virginia Beach next week. Uh, we're going to be traveling a little bit, uh, but we're very busy here at the ministry, and we definitely need your support. Um, I will tell you, as the audience has increased, you would think that uh, the giving would increase, but it's actually gone down in the last month or so. And I think that has to do with the economy and just people that are concerned and they're being a little bit, uh, you know, careful with their giving and things like that. But I would encourage you, please uh, help us if you can. Uh, we definitely, we're, we're fully listener supported. And so we do rely on your gifts and that's the fuel in this ministry. Uh, and so thank you so much for those that are able to give and tied to this church and this ministry. We appreciate you so much. Let's go ahead and pray. I'm going to pray for the church and I'm going to pray for your personal finances. And then we're going to have a video. And we're going to get to the message. So Lord, in Jesus name, I just thank you for this saint of God that's watching today. I thank you for their heart. I thank you that I can share from my heart. I thank you that we, we just want authenticity. We want realness. We're tired of the fluff. We're tired of the nonsense. Lord, we understand the hour that we're in. It's significant. It's important. Uh, it is it is time for the church to stand up. It is time for us to speak the truth. We can't hold back anymore. We need the anointing. You say in your word, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. We, we need to break the yoke of bondage. We need to break the, the assignment of the enemy over our nation, over our families. Lord God, we know that you are with us. You say you're with us even until the end of the age. And anybody that's struggling right now with their finances, I pray that you'd bless them. You say that you own a cattle on a thousand hills. You're never lacking, Lord. You're never out of resources. And you also say, bring the tithes to the storehouse. And as they do that, you give back, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And so I believe that even as the economy uh, contracts and there's different economic woes in the stock market and people's uh, you know, businesses and things like that, that this group, the remnant is gonna see an increase, Lord God, that this group is not gonna be affected. We're actually gonna be blessed and highly favored in this hour, Lord God. And so I thank you that tithing is like an insurance policy on our finances, Lord God. And you've shown me over the years the importance of giving and standing with the church, Lord God. And so I just thank you, Lord. I pray blessing and favor in Jesus' name, amen. All right, we'll be right back and then we're gonna get into the message the Issachar anointing, why it's important to discern the times that we're in. We'll be right back. We cannot buy our security, our freedom from the threat of the bomb by committing an immorality so great as saying to a billion human beings now enslaved behind the Iron Curtain, give up your dreams of freedom because to save our own skins, we're willing to make a deal with your slave masters. Alexander Hamilton said, a nation which can prefer disgrace to danger is prepared for a master and deserves one. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second, surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement and it gives no choice between peace and war only between fight or surrender if we continue to accommodate continue to back and retreat 
Eventually, we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is the meaning in the phrase of Barry Goldwater, peace through strength. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. All right, it's time to get into the message. I'm excited about this message. I think it's actually prophetic in nature uh, because we have to be a people that understand what is going on and how we can respond, how we can react to the madness that's happening in our world. Do you ever feel overwhelmed with just so many different things going on at once? And I know you probably have people like I do sending you a bunch of videos and all different types of disturbing headlines, and it can be a little overwhelming, but I believe there is a solution. In fact, I know there is, and it's found in the word of God. And we're going to discuss the Issachar anointing. What does that even mean? And why is it important that we are able to discern the hour that we're in and then respond to it uh, in a way that we can fight this battle and win it in the supernatural? And I know there's a lot of people who say, but Pastor Todd, the Bible tells us what happens. We're going to go in the tribulation and then it's going to get really bad. Yes, I totally agree with that. I understand that. But I believe that right now where we're at, I, I feel like the enemy is, is almost uh, counterfeiting as he does the tribulation period. So even though the hour is late, we're probably in the end times or at least in the birth pangs. I don't believe we're in the tribulation yet, but I believe the enemy wants the church to think we're in the tribulation so that we put our heads down, we give up, we get disenfranchised, and we don't use the tools that the Bible says for us to use because we have weapons of our warfare and the Lord says for us to occupy until he comes. So it's easy for us to just say, you know what, we're just going to get raptured out of here. And why do we need to do anything? But you got to remember the Lord is with us even until the end of the age. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. We are the hands and arms and legs of, you know, we're the body of Christ. 
And as long as we're here, we have the authority to pull down strongholds. So let's go ahead and pray. And then we're going to get in the word. And I'm going to talk about this car anointing. So Lord, I just thank you. I pray that this message would be anointed by your Holy Spirit. I pray it would not be my words. It'd be your words, Lord. I pray you'd sanctify me and use me this morning. I pray these words would minister to us, that we would get a fresh revelation, understanding how to navigate in this very stressful hour. I'm just going to be honest, Lord, it's stressful. But you've given us the peace that passes understanding. You've given us the joy and your word is a lamp unto our feet. And Lord God, we are not going to grow weary in doing good because we stand on your promise, which is yes and amen. So thank you for this word in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So I'm going to read from 1 Chronicles 12.32. 1 Chronicles 12.32. It says this, of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. So when King David was gathering an army at Hebron, he distinguished the sons of Issachar from the ranks because of their unusual gift to discern the times, okay? Their understanding was known to the king that the sons of Issachar knew what Israel ought to do. The gift of discernment is valuable in times of uncertainty most people are so preoccupied with their personal daily lives, they cannot properly discern the times. Now, I'm just reading from my notes here, but I want to articulate this in a way that makes sense. How many of you have seen people in your life that don't see any of this? Any, they don't even have an urgency. They don't even have a concern. In fact, they're just going as if it's 1999. In fact, I know pastors. I know preachers. I know churches. That if you would have gone to that church in 1999 or today, you'd basically hear the same exact thing. And I understand the word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That, that's true. And if they're preaching the entirety of the word of God, that's a good thing. So I'm not trying to criticize. But the thing is, there has to be an understanding prophetically of the times that we're in. We have to have an understanding as watchmen on the wall in order to navigate. Because a lot of people, what's happening is there is a is there a psychological warfare operation that's going on? I believe from the deep state, and that, you know these are people that are operating in the, in the antichrist spirit in the in the demonic, and it's targeted at the church. See, people think this is like a political thing. It's not a political thing. And anybody that you know that says I'm just going to stay out of politics, you know, I, I don't need to get involved. You're not understanding. You're not discerning the times because it's not political. When you have drag queens coming into kids' story hours. And, and, and just, I mean, seduction, perversion, all these things, these are demonic to the core and people don't even sense any urgency about that. No problem. That's okay. Let's just go ahead. Be, you know, culturally relevant. And, and, you know, pastors aren't, I'm just giving you one example. Obviously there's tons of examples. Okay. We can get into the movies and the, t and the TV shows. And I mean, it's just uh, the full gamut of our society, whether it's the schools or your job, the woke companies that, you know, the corporations that are pushing the agenda. And doesn't it, isn't it interesting that they're all kind of in lockstep because God is wanting his church. He's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. He's now, does that mean we're perfect? Of course not. We're not going to be perfect. Okay. All of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. But what it means is he's coming back for a sanctified church. He's coming back for a people of God that hunger and thirst for righteousness. He's coming back for people that are not allowing leaven in their life, compromise. He doesn't want us to be compromised. He says in his word, for anybody that says it's okay to walk around and be compromised because it's all covered by the blood, 
it's covered by the blood if we walk away. It's covered by the blood if we repent. But if, if I were just to go out and be, you know, clubbing and partying and doing drugs as a pastor, how would that, how would that work out? Would I be abstaining even from the appearance of evil? Would I be set apart? Because the Bible says, what place does light have with darkness? Now, leaders, pastors are held to an even higher standard, okay? But the truth is that all believers in Christ should adhere to the scripture that says, be holy for I'm holy. That means we're consecrated, we're set apart, we're doing our best to live a righteous lifestyle. And that's why we're not labeled as the church of Laodicea, we're labeled as the empowered church, the church of Philadelphia, if we're truly walking and hungering and thirsting for righteousness. So that, that's the whole thing, because I know there's a lot of people that have been arguing me saying, well, it doesn't really matter as long as you raise your hand and accept Jesus, you're good. I wish that were the case. I mean, I think that if you raise your hand, accept Jesus in your heart, then you were to die right then and there, you would go to heaven, just like the guy on the cross next to Jesus. But the thing is, there is, um, even though we're not saved by works, we're saved by grace. And I want to make sure that you know that we are saved by grace. But, you know, there's got to be fruit. That's why the Bible says, you know them by their fruit. If there's not fruit in our life, if we're not somebody who hungers and thirsts for righteousness, if we are instead just literally the exact same person that we were before we raised our hand, then did we really get born again? I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, probably not. You probably just went through the motion because it's, it's a complete, it's a change. The old has died. You're a new man in Jesus Christ. You're a new woman. You're a new creation. That's what the Bible says. So let me read a little bit more from this. So Jesus was critical of his generation and their inability to discern the times. Oh yeah, Jesus was critical. People say Jesus was just love. That's it. Do you forget about when he turned over the tables? Do you forget about when he rebuked people? Here's one of those cases where Jesus himself rebuked people, you know, and, and then he said to the multitudes, and this is found in Luke 12, 54 through 56, Luke 12, 54 through 56. It says, whenever you see a cloud rising out in the West, immediately you say a shower is coming. And so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be hot weather. And there is. Hypocrites. Okay. You can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time? Boom. That's like a mic drop. So why did Jesus rebuke them? Right. Mostly because they were so steeped in the culture of religion and tradition that they missed what was right in front of them. And that's what I think is happening right now is we are immersed in a culture of Christianity. That's the difference. There, there's an encounter. When somebody has an encounter with the Holy Spirit, you could tell it's all over their countenance. It's all over everything they do. They're hungry. They're thirsting. They want to get people saved. They want to fulfill the Great Commission. They want to share the good news because they know that Jesus Christ is the only answer to this dying world. Think about that, right? I mean, have you ever seen somebody that's just on fire for the Lord? It's all over them the fruit of their life, everything they're doing, they're thinking in terms of how can I be about the business of the Lord? They're thinking in terms of, I don't want to you know, uh, displease the Lord. I don't want to let the Lord down. Now, does that mean that we're always going to be perfect? Again, no. Okay. And I want to be very clear about that. No, we're not going to be perfect, but we strive to be Christ-like because why? We're followers of Jesus. We are Christian followers of Jesus. Does that make sense? So we've got to be able to discern the times. You know, the Messiah they read about in the, in the synagogue all their lives was literally with them. Think about that. Jesus was fully God, fully man at this time among them. 
And the religious leaders of that hour who had been teaching for, you know, their whole lives or, you know, however long they were in the, in the Jewish faith, you know, they had been talking about a coming Messiah. Well, here he is, but they don't have the understanding of how to discern the times and the hour that they're in. Think about how important that is. Discernment is going to be so critical, crucial, and important for us as believers in Jesus Christ as we move forward in our faith, especially in this hour. There is so much deception. Uh, the enemy is calling, you know, what's good evil, what's evil good. They're, they're doing that in the news. I call them the fake news, the, the modern-day prophets of Baal. Uh, that's what they are. They're the modern-day prophets of Baal. They are out here telling us this is real. This is true. A man can be a woman. A woman can be a man. You know, the sky is pink. You know, I mean, they're just going to tell you all kinds of things that are untrue. And I know somebody will say, well, the sky was pink when the sun was setting. You understand what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is they're, they're saying something that is that isn't. They're, they're, they're disseminating propaganda. They're disseminating an agenda, information. And the unfortunate fact of this hour is there are many, even in the body of Christ, that are watching the modern day prophets of Baal, the fake news media, and that's where they get their information instead of calling upon the name of the Lord, instead of having an active prayer life and hearing from the Lord himself. You say, pastor, how can I hear from the Lord? Well, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. So we, we have to learn how to hear the voice of God. Now, oftentimes, it's a still small voice. Oftentimes, it's through discernment. It's through uh, conviction. It's through, you know, we're doing something and we, we have an inkling or an unction to understand, hey, that's probably not right. You probably shouldn't be doing that, or you probably shouldn't be here, or you probably shouldn't be partaking in that, or something isn't right with that. Some people call it a check in their spirit, but it, that's because we're living in, in view of eternity and we're thinking, you know, how can I be pleasing the Lord, not man? And we're, 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 we're referencing the word of God and the truth because the Bible does not return back void. So that's why faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God, because as we're studying, and we know what the word of God says, that gives us a clear understanding that things of this world that may look good, that may feel good, that may please us for the moment, but they are not pleasing to God. Lifestyle choices, things that we do, things that we partake in. And God is saying, look, that may feel good for the moment, but that, that, that is something that I call sin. And you should not be partaking in that. And that's where it's, 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 it's a sacrifice. It's a discipline for us as a believer to say, even though that feels good in the natural, I don't want to upset my father. I don't want to displease him. I don't want to be out of his covering. I don't want to be out of, you know, what the anointing, you know, we got to guard the anointing. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and the spirit of God comes and lives with us, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit that came in Acts chapter two. And gave us the authority in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit to cast out, to drive out. I mean, we have a, a very powerful anointing that comes with our salvation. Now, some people may be more anointed than others. Of course, that's you know debatable. Uh, I would say it's true. I mean, the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. So there are some that have a high calling that the Lord has given a very strong anointing. Think of King David or, you know, uh, certain people in the, in the Bible, like the Apostle Paul, they had a very powerful anointing. But I believe every believer, especially in this hour, is anointed by the Holy Spirit to go out and make disciples, to be a history maker. That means if you're watching this and you've been called out, you know, the Lord's called you by name. He left the 99, came after you. You have a story. You have a testimony. You've been through some things, but God has got you through. You've had a faith. 
And there's something in you that says, I know there's more than what the world has to offer. I know there's more than what the world has to say. I feel inside there's something bigger. There's something deeper. There's something more important that I'm meant to do. I believe that's you. And, and, and sometimes the devil attacks your mind, like I was talking about in the announcements. Sometimes he wants to make us feel small or that God doesn't hear our prayers or that, you know, we're not able to do anything and we're just defeated. Because the devil wants us to feel defeated. He wants us to have our head down. He wants us to be depressed. He wants us to feel like we're not capable of doing anything. Trust me, I've been around, you know, world leaders, different people where I'm, I just feel so, you know, like insignificant compared. I'm in the room with all these people and I'm just like, what am I even doing here? You know, but, but God then assures me and says, Todd, I've actually opened this door for you. Todd, I've actually brought you here so that you can bring in the spirit of the living God, that you can bring in my spirit, that you can change the atmosphere here. And so he gives me a confidence, even though in my natural mind, I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? I'm just Todd, you know, but in the supernatural, he's saying, no, I brought you here. I brought you here. I've opened this door and I'm, I'm sharing this because he's going to do the same for you. He's going to bring you to places, open doors, give you favor, divine appointments, things that may be outside of your comfort zone. Because he wants us to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I believe that's something about this hour right now is, is he is doing a new thing. That's what revival is. It's a new, new thing, new life. He's bringing new life to the dry bones, the remnant, the rising remnant in this nation, in this world, wherever you may be watching from, you're probably a remnant believer. If this is bearing witness in your spirit and you're saying, Pastor Todd, you know, there's something more. I feel something. In my spirit, there's something going on. And even though it's very dark and it's very scary and there's so many things happening and I want to just be oppressed, you know, like it might, in my natural, I'm like, you know, I just want to hide out. I just want to be, but in the supernatural Lord saying, this is the time to rise up. This is the time to be a lion and a general. This is the time to stand. I'm going to go before you, but you have to do your part. You have to stand. So in our natural, we want to cower cave sometimes. I'm not saying all of you, I know some of you are really brave, but I'm just saying there's that, that fear that comes upon us, or we think we're not going to be able to do anything, or how the heck can I ever, you know, accomplish that, or the vision is too big, or, you know, and, and but then we get in the spirit, and we say, you know, it, it is not me, it's Christ that lives in me. It's no longer I live, Christ that lives in me, and I trust in the Lord God with all my heart. I lean not on my own understanding. I acknowledge him in all my ways, and that's why he is directing my path. Listen, right now, the economy is crashing. I mean, not crashing, crashing yet, but I have a, a feeling that we're going to be on a downtrend for a while. There's a lot of people that are concerned about business dealing, stocks, finances, you know, mutual funds, different things that are, you know, hedge funds. We, we kind of knew this was coming. In fact, I did a video about it a couple months ago. I talked about what I thought was going to happen with the real estate market. And I gave some information. I think some of you watched that. You know, so I try to share what the Holy Spirit shares with me and, and certain people that I feel God has connected me with that I think he's giving me an unction as a watchman on the wall to share with this community. And I'll do that from time to time. But I'm going to do it again this morning because I foresee in the, in the spirit that we are headed for some really turbulent times. I think leading up to this election, that there's going to be turbulent times, not only in the United States, but around the world. I think there's going to be more false flags. I think there's going to be you know events and things in the news cycle that are pretty unprecedented. Now, I'm not speaking that out in hoping that those things happen, but I'm just saying as a watchman, I believe some of these things are going to be coming down the pike here. 
And, and I think that God is giving us this understanding so that we can pray for our families. We can pray for our safety. We can pray to make wise decisions. Am I meant to be here? Am I meant to travel there? Am I meant to go here? You know, I just got a, um, an invitation recently where I really feel like God is saying, don't go to that. And it's going to be hard because it's a really good invitation. You know, it seems the natural, like it'd be an awesome event. Uh, but I feel like God is giving me a warning and he's saying, don't go. So I probably won't go to that. You know, <laughs> I you know, have intercessors praying over it right now. We're going to make a determination based upon the spirit, the mouth, uh, mouth of two more witnesses. My word shall be established. So we're all praying over it. But the initial feeling about it, I just felt something. And another intercessor that I trust dearly also felt that. So that is the mouth of two more witnesses, right? So we're probably going to say no to that. Now, in, in the natural, it looks great. Why wouldn't I go? These are the types of decisions that we're going to have to make, friends. We're going to have to be spiritually astute. And this is what an Issachar anointing is. And this is what I'm talking about this morning, is an understanding of the times, of the hour that we're in, and a spiritual discernment that can only be given to us by God. All right, so let's look at what Paul says. So Paul says this, he speaks to the same generation about knowing the times. Okay, so the sons of Issachar had understanding of the times. Jesus rebuked his generation, as we said, for not discerning the times. And then Paul admonishes us to know the times in Romans 13, 11 through 14. Romans 13, 11 through 14, if you want to turn there. And it says this, and do this, knowing the time, that now is a high time to awake out of sleep. Hello, <laughs> for now is our, self, our, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry uh, and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put the Lord Jesus Christ on and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Now, friends, let's just stop here for a second. There's people that are arguing me, telling me that as long as you raise your hand, you're good because the grace, the grace, the grace, and I get the grace. I have, listen, the Lord's given me tremendous grace in the ministry and my walk with Jesus I thank God for his grace. I thank God for his mercy. If you ever think that I think I'm perfect, I absolutely don't. I know I'm not. But let me just say what, okay, I'm going to read the scripture again, because I just think it's so important that we get this right now. Uh, think about this, okay? And, and in Romans 13, 11 through 14, read it again. And, and do this, knowing the time that now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believe the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off. Here we go. Let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Here we go again. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness and lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Friends, how can you argue this scripture and what it's saying? It's just affirming once again, be ye holy for I'm holy. Be set apart. Come out from among them. Uh, what place does light have with darkness? You know, the church of Laodicea, compromise, little leaven leavens the whole lump. It's all right there. And, and the risk lies in missing what is in front of us who love Jesus. Okay. For those who are in Christ, we need to be like the sons of Issachar. So that we know 
what to do in this new environment. This is not a time to be asleep. We must discern the times in such a way that we have the understanding of the times. This is critical. Let us be watchmen on the wall. The church is meant to be the head, not the tail. Friends, it's so, it's so right there in our face. And I know most remnant people that are watching totally get it. And you know what I'm saying. But this Issachar anointing means that we are going to be a people of God that are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, that are spending time in the secret place. Listen, when I shared earlier, and I was very transparent that the devil's been attacking my mind, I had to get my mind right. I had to get my mind right before service today. I had to get my mind right being at this conference all weekend, you know, and walking around and ministering to different people and praying for different people. If I was in the flesh, if I wasn't in the spirit, I I hit a wall. I'm just going to be real with you. I hit a wall. And so I started praying and seeking the Lord and saying, God, give me discernment. Give me wisdom. Let me be in your spirit. Let me be in your presence. Lord, I want to walk in the anointing. Lord, I, I hunger for that. And I'm not any better than anybody watching this, okay? What I'm trying to say is we all hunger, or we should be hungering for the Spirit of God to be a watchman, to have the revelation, whether it's with your job, with your finances, with your marriage, with your your situation, with your kids, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're asking the Lord for, or, or you're concerned about, or you're worried about, or you're fearful about, what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. How do we get the perfect love? It's, it's, it's understanding the times that we're in, understanding what God is speaking to us. What is he speaking to the church? What is he speaking to the people of God? How can we survive and even thrive in this environment? How can we be like the, the, the Issachar, you know, anointing, where we understand and discern the times? Because as we move forward, we don't know what's ahead. We don't know what's ahead. Say the economy does crash. Say something even more catastrophic happens. Say, you know, Russia, you know, I don't know, they shoot a missile off to the East Coast of the United States. I mean, anything is possible these days. What if things get rapidly worse? And I'm not trying to put fear in your mind at all, okay? But I'm just saying, what if? What if? What if something, I don't know, what if there's another terrorist attack? What if the dollar crashes and, and all of a sudden, you know, we lose the global reserve currency? I mean, there's so many variables, but we're trusting the Lord. We're trusting the Lord that no matter what happens, you got to hear me on this, okay? We're going to have a discernment, like that GPS that I always talk about. Turn here, turn there, do this, do that. God is going to give us a revelation, okay, where we're going to be able to understand how to navigate. That's what this whole thing is about. Instead of having the fear or the doubt or the worry, which a lot of us are operating in right now, let's just be real. We're going to put our trust in the living God and say, Lord, I know it looks crazy. Lord, the situation is stressful. It's egregious. It's concerning. It seems overwhelming, but you've brought me in the world for this time. And therefore, give me the discernment. Give me the understanding of how to navigate this. And that's what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do. That's why we don't fear. That's why we don't lose our hope. Jesus is our hope. He is the author and the finisher of our story. He is the one that's guiding our path. He is the lamp unto our feet. Like I said, the word is the lamp unto our feet, but so is Jesus because Jesus is the word. You see what I'm saying? So we have the ultimate weapon. We have the ultimate weapon in the Holy Spirit. We are able to cast out, to drive out. We're able to pull down the strongholds. We're able to discern the times that we're in. We're able to have the peace that passes understanding. We have that wonderful counselor, okay? 
The spirit of the living God is the wonderful counselor. When I got down in the dumps, okay, and I started getting, you know, the depression started trying to come on me. One of my intercessors, dear, dear woman of God, dear friend, she said, I can feel it. It's like depression is trying to come on you. I said, it is because it, it's it, it wants it wants you to feel overwhelmed. It wants you to feel like you're not effective. It wants you to feel like you, you can't do anything. That is a lie from the pit of hell. I had to get my mind right, friends. I had to get my mind right and say, nope, that's not who I am. Get behind me, Satan. Devil, you're a liar. The word of God says this. We start speaking the truth of the word of God. Fire. Come on. Anointing. We start speaking the fire of the word of God, the truth of the word of God. It's the truth that sets the captive free. And all of a sudden, the situation changes. And what looks so bad and what looks so grim and what looked like there was no hope and it looked like there was no way out, all of a sudden, God gives us the discernment to navigate through the current situation that we're in so that we understand the times. Does that make sense? We understand the times. So during these uncertain times, let me just say this. When God does a new thing, or brings forth new life, which I believe is revival, new life. Okay, long-standing tradition, religiosity, okay, Pharisees, modern-day Pharisees becomes a barrier because our eyes are fixed on what was rather than what is or what's about to happen. Hello. We're so fixed on, well, that happened before, or it didn't work out, or this happened, or somebody said this, or somebody said that, or, you know, we're not going to be able to do it. What did God say? What is he doing? Is he doing a new thing? Is he moving? Maybe it didn't work out before, but maybe it wasn't the right timing. But God is saying it's a now thing. He's given us a vision. Now he's going to give us the provision. Now it's time to go, to get up off the couch, to do what we're meant to do, to do our calling, to get in the game, to discern the times and the hour that we're in. And during these uncertain times, let us look to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. When we do this, the spirit of truth will give us the understanding of the times. If we operate in the Issachar anointing, we will be able to effectively navigate the various challenges and thrive in the midst of the chaos and the uncertainty. Isn't God good? Isn't he faithful? The Holy Spirit will guide us and give us fresh revelation on how to have divine strategy and wisdom from above. And this is the key. This is the key. Friends, Jesus is with us. He hasn't left us. He hasn't stepped down from the throne. He hasn't lost power. He hasn't lost authority. I know the world's crazy. I know there's things that's super, super concerning. Listen, I'm active. I'm out there. I'm politically active as you are. Many of you are. You're activists. You're people of God. You're moving. Some of you feel like you're not doing enough. I think sometimes it's a timing thing. Sometimes it's, hey, God, give me strategy. God, give me fresh revelation. Give me a plan. Give me something that you, you, know, you want me to do, Lord. He's going to speak to your heart. He's going to speak to your spirit. You're going to have an unction. You're, the, the, and and some, some of you, maybe it's just not a now thing just yet. He's preparing you. You're in that preparation season or you're in that pre-launch or the launching season. Everybody's in a little bit of a different season, but we're all collectively together as a community in Christ, as an ecclesia, as a body moving towards the greatest event of all time when the bridegroom comes. The bridegroom crumbs for a bride without spot nor wrinkle. And so we are going to discern and navigate this and remember that Jesus is in the boat. He's in the boat with us in the middle of the storm. Though the storm is raging, though the waves are raging and crashing, he can, can calm the storm. He's got the power to calm the winds and the sea. And, you know, he may be sleeping right now, but we got to remember he's with us. He's not really sleeping, but I'm giving you the analogy of when he's in the boat. You know, they were fearful. That's what it's like right now. There's a lot of saints that are fearful. 
but we have to discern the times and know he's with us. He's not forsaken us. He hears our prayers. He's going to give us that, that understanding. He's going to give us that knowledge and we are going to succeed. And I know there's a lot of naysayers out there that are super like, it's just over. It's done. Just, you know, all we got to do is be raptured out now. It's not done. Keep standing. Keep pressing ahead. Become a prayer warrior. Get in the secret place. Encourage yourself in Jesus Christ. Strengthen yourself in your faith. Tell the devil he's a liar. Tell him to get behind you and press ahead in victory. We need to discern the times. God's given us the tools to do that. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this word today. I pray that you'd bless it. You'd anoint every single person that's heard it, Lord God, that it would be a seed that's planted and that grows and that each of us would be an Issachar and understand how to discern the times and know what times we're in. And Lord, we just give every trouble, every worry, every fear, every doubt, every concern to you because we know that you are in charge of our life, Lord. And ultimately you're, you're with us even until the end of the age. You have not forsaken us, Lord God. I pray that you'd recharge these saints, Lord God, that anybody that's weary today would feel recharged and strengthened in their faith in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus. And I just wanna pray right now too, if you wanna accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you say, Pastor Todd, I'm just not sure. If I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I'm not sure I'm on my way to heaven. I wanna make sure that I am on my way to heaven. If you wanna do that, just lift up your hand right now. Why wait another day? Just lift up your hand. I know you say, well, there's no one else in the room. Jesus is in the room. He sees, lift up your hand right now and just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and be my savior. Today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I will serve you all the days of my life. I thank you, Lord in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, listen, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, I want to hear from you. Please email me todd.coconato, todd.coconato at rlcus.org. I'd love to hear from you. You can also go to pastortodd.org. We love you. We bless you. We'd love to send you a Bible. Um, if you need anything, you know, prayer, whatever, let us know. Okay. And uh, we're here for you. We, we love this community. This is an amazing community. Thank you for attending service this morning here at The Remnant. We bless you. I bless your week. No matter what's going on in the world, we're going to be Issachars. We're going to understand the time that we're in. We're going to discern the time. And we're going to be the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. The sound I love to hear is the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear praise as he hears faith. sound I love to hear It's the sound of the Savior's robe As He walks into the room Where people pray Where we hear worship He hears faith 
a sound that changes things The sound of his people on their knees Awake up, he's slumbering It's time to worship him Awake my soul and sing Sing his praise aloud Sing his praise Uh